This is episode number 82 with UFC heavyweight Brendan Schaub. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Yo, 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 what is up, everyone? Thanks so much for tuning in today. I've got a new buddy on. His name is Mr. Brendan Schaub, and we got connected through a mutual friend of ours, Patrick Deveni. And I'm very excited about this interview. Probably one of the most entertaining, fun interviews I've ever done here on the School of Greatness. Uh, just a hilarious human being. And as I was connecting with Brendan and researching about him and learning about him, I realized we had a lot in common. Within the first 20 minutes of just researching him online, I discovered 15 things that we both have in common. And uh, more and more kept coming up as we were talking. So we dive into a lot of these things that we have in common, but it's not just about uh, that, what we have in common. It's really about the inside of the mind of Brendan Schaub and how he really became so successful in the UFC basically learning a brand new sport after playing professional football and being a, a collegiate football star and how he applied the same mindset as an athlete growing up and transitioned that into being a competitive athlete in the UFC and a, and a competitive fighter in the UFC and all the stuff around his story. I'm very intrigued by this guy and what he's been able to create for himself. Very interesting. So I want you guys to pay full attention, and it's a, it's a lot of fun, this episode. I felt like I could have talked to him for three more hours. So hopefully we'll get to have him come back on and share more about what he's up to. Now let's go ahead and dive in and let the class begin with Brendan Schaub. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent, all in the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. They know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s. 1975 to be exact, with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie, and fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. Super pumped today. 
Uh, got a new friend on the show. His name is Mr. Brendan Schaub. What's up, Brendan? What is up, man? I'm excited, man. Yeah. We've, we've got a mutual friend, Patrick Deveni, who, uh, who's been telling me about you for about a year. Yeah, right? He was like, dude, my friend who used to play football, he's like crushing it in the UFC, crushing dude. Crushing it. And I was like, crushing sweet. <laughs> like, I want to meet him. And we finally had a chance to connect. Um, we live close. Like a few miles, right? Yeah, You're super just down close, in Venice. Man. Yeah. I'm in Santa Monica for the summer, so uh, the I watched a video of yours, and you were like, <laughs> I'll find it and link it up in the show notes, but you're like, I'm never leaving. Never like, leaving. Ever. I go to the beach every day. Ever. I'm never leaving. I'm never leaving, man. <laughs> I just bought a place in Marina, and I am- You did. My roots are here, man. Dude, where- I'm from Denver, and I am just never going to leave LA. Dude, it's tough. The first year I moved from New York City, uh, two years ago, yeah. the first year I hated it. I was really? miserable. What? New York, have you lived in New York City ever? Or, no, or been not there? an East Coast kid. Not an East Coast guy at all. The energy there is so magnetic and infectious. In New York? In New York City. I feel like it's such a hustle. It's too much. Oh, like, man. I'm stressed out when I go to New really? York. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, man. But I loved it. I thrived off of it. And Damn. then I moved here for a girl that didn't work out. Standard. So I was like, I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. So you were you were in <laughs> so you were in New York thriving. 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 My life was incredible. Flourishing. My life was incredible. This girl must have been a dime piece. She is a dime piece. Really? She's a great girl. Yeah. Yeah, he's broke. Why'd you break it? It was just like uh com- it just was not working on all levels. Have you guys you guys you met in New York and then she moved to we LA? We met in New York and she was moving to LA basically. For to become an actress. Singer. Oh, standard. Yeah, is yeah, she yeah. is she successful now or she's definitely gotten it? a lot better, like grown and, and, and more successful. <laughs> that means no. That means absolutely not. That means absolutely not. <laughs> nah, she's, she's a good girl. <laughs> sorry, man. That means absolutely not. She's not, she's grown as a person, man. She's no, grown no. as a person. She's I'm not you passionate. Can, you can her. pick she's, up her album on Venice Beach right now. <laughs> no, she's uh she's definitely uh built a huge audience. I'll give her that. She's built a huge audience, come out with some new stuff and like she hasn't made it mainstream, but she's grown. I'll yeah, say that. She's so. grown. <laughs> remix. She yeah. needs a remix. All no. Right. Uh it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because I thought I was like the man. Like emotionally. Yeah. I thought I was like grounded and could like take on any challenge. And then this happened and it rocked my world. And love I was like, love would kick you in the ass, my dude. Man. I had no clue how to handle it. I just had no clue. And you guys dated for how long? About a year, but it was like an intense. It was year. on. You thought it was, she was like the one. It was just on from day one, Dang. and it was the most explosive, passionate connection I've ever experienced. There's nothing like love, man. There's nothing like it on this nothing. world. Nothing. And that drove me to move three thousand miles across the country. <laughs> uh, but I believe things happen for a reason. No, I really did. do. They did. Because look did. at you now, right? Things it was are, the, it's best the best thing. Best right? experience, best lesson. I'm super grateful for her. Uh, and I love her for that. So I'm very blessed. It just was a mess. Yeah. Now you now you're both doing good. She, Do you yes. still talk? Uh, every now and then. It's probably better you don't. Yeah. I don't think guys and girls can be. Yeah. Friends. It's we tried to for a while and then it just didn't work for what it, it worked and then it there was some kind of a connection happening on on Bad certain idea. It, man. It's just like yeah, let's yeah. Let's you're never show. gonna move on. Yeah. But um, so the worst year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the worst, but a, a really miserable a year being in LA. And yeah. then all of a sudden I started to kind of evolve and grow. And then it was like amazing. That's I love winner, LA now. Man. I love LA now. Yeah. The best. And uh, Santa Monica is pretty sweet. You're in a good location. It's close to the beach. Walking distance to Main Street. It's pretty sweet, man. I love yeah. it. I'm, I'm pumped to be here. But um, this isn't about me, my life. It's about your life. So 
I uh, so we connected through a buddy of ours who used to play football with Brendan, uh, that I'm friends with, been friends with for about a year and a half now, and I was doing research on you. Yeah, online watching some videos. You can't believe everything you see. That's man. why I'm you like, can't let's conf- everything. So I want to confirm. So I found 15 fun common facts <laughs> about Lewis and Brendan Schaub. Let's hear this. So fact number one. Is this true or false? Am I, I going to say true or You can say false? true or false, yeah. So uh, fact number one, we both were all state in football in high school. True. Okay, there's true. I was a receiver for two years all state. I was a tight end. Yeah. And, and then I was also all state in lacrosse as well. I was all state in track. Oh, snaps. Look high at jump. us. Look at us. High what? jump. <laughs> Okay, fact number two, we both played Division three football. Correct. Whittier, Whittier College, College right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poets, worst name in, <laughs> worst name in sports. <laughs> fighting Poets. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to the Whittier Fighting Poets. <laughs> but I did finish my career as a Buffalo, University of Colorado Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's interesting because I always wanted to transfer to Ohio State. I was going to transfer my. I was going to transfer my. <laughs> thanks for rubbing it in. Sorry, man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why I'm glad I didn't. I was going to transfer my senior year, but I was just like, because I talked to them, they're like, "Yeah, you can come walk on," but there's no guarantee because it's like we kind of have our guys. Yeah. And uh, my class, they had like six first round draft picks. They yep. had Santonio Holmes and a couple other big receivers that year, and I was just like, I may be like a special teams guy. Yeah. And it was seemed amazing. I always wanted to play there, but. I uh, I got to be a two sport all American in college because I got to play track and football and I don't wouldn't have had that. It, yeah, it's 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 a different it's life. It's tough, man. It's tough because uh, Division one sports you're married to you college football. Yeah. You got to dedicate yeah. your entire and really academics take a back seat. Let's be honest yeah. here. Like I went to University of Colorado. I majored in football. I minored in sociology right? and business. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So um, when I was at Whittier, yeah. I was, Football, lacrosse, lacrosse team was a powerhouse. Division three powerhouse. We were very good, and uh, I could have stayed there. Probably done you know well at both of them. I thought I could have went pro from there in lacrosse or football. But my dream was to play Division one, and yeah. I knew if I didn't take that risk, that I would regret it for the le- yeah. rest of my life. Colorado said the same thing. Man, we we don't know. It's tough, but as, as just a little bit of, I mean. You might we'll, have a chance. We'll take you on. Yeah. You might have a chance. I was like, perfect. I'm better than You're I in. guarantee anyone you got. Wow. Because I believe in myself more than anyone, man. Yeah. And it, it's and people are like, oh, that's cocky. It's not. You I gotta just believe have a, in yourself. Yeah, I have a dream and I went for it. And at least at least I'm not sitting here saying I'm not saying you are, but at least right, I'm not right. sitting here saying, ah, I wish I would transfer to the University of Colorado. Right. I right. did and it worked out great, man. Yeah, yeah. I uh I don't regret not transferring because I was like I got to do some incredible things. And I still went on the which my dream was to play pro football. And yeah. I did that. Yep. I didn't care as much about D1. It was like, if I'm a pro, that's my dream. Yeah. So I bet you got a better ed- education. Better education. I learned a lot more. I think I wouldn't be here right now if I went to Ohio State. I think I would have relied kind of on that big school. Like my friends who were like doing the NFL thing. Yeah. It's a I different just don't animal, think I man. It's a different animal. At the same time, too, the level of competition I got at University of Colorado and every day my job's on the line because yes. when you have a five-star recruit, yes. he can make Freshman. 10 mistakes in a practice and it's all good. Yeah. They're freaking holding his hand and everything's all good. 
Brendan Schaub, the white, the white running back, makes a mistake. On. They're like, uh, go ahead and hit the showers, bud. <laughs> so my my room for error, there there yeah. was none. So yeah. just having that pressure every day and that level of competition, I wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for that. Sure. And getting treated like, I don't. can you cuss on this podcast? Well, sure, go ahead. Sorry, man. Yeah, you're good. And no, getting, yeah. <laughs> getting treated like pure shit day yeah. in and day out and having this chip on your shoulder, yeah. that's why I'm here now. Yeah, that's great. I felt that way in arena football. I don't know if you experienced this when you were playing – which is another fact another of ours, fact. another another joint fact, uh, <laughs> is that every day, every week, they were bringing in like five new receivers to practice. Oh, yeah. And they're picking guys up and cutting guys. There's no guarantee. Yep. And so I was, I was just like stressed out every week. You know, it's like, for sure. you got to be on no matter what. You got to be on. Well, think about it. In my life now as a professional fighter yeah. in the UFC heavyweight division, they're signing monsters left and right. There's some monster right now while I'm doing this podcast is freaking hitting mitts and getting ready to rip my head off. pounding in his face right now. Like, bring it. Yeah, like, can't wait to whoop Brendan Schaub's ass. Wow. That's what you got to deal with. So I wake up with a sense of fear every single day. This guy's a joker doing podcasts. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, for real. That's how it is. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy, man. Okay. Fact number three was we both transferred colleges, but... Brendan transferred to a, a D1 school. I didn't. <laughs> I transferred down from D2 I to D3. I took a chance. I took a chance. Yeah. Uh, fact number four, <clears throat> we both played arena football. You played with the Utah Blaze, Correct. right? Yeah. yeah. I played with the Columbus Destroyers. Oh, nice. And then I never played arena two for a season and broke my wrist and got an uh, That's a bad surgery. injury. It was sucked. I was in a full arm cast for six months. Damn. It's miserable, dude. This is, it gets even interesting now. Let's hear this. Tip number five. Are you going to say some girl's name? We both slept with Marianne. Uh, damn, bro. No. That's a little too much. No. Sorry. <laughs> Number five, we both practiced with the Buffalo Bills. Oh, really? You went out there? I went out there. Oh, really? Did, did like a Orchard two-day two practice in the stadium. And yeah? Then, yeah, I didn't get picked up, but I think you were with the team. Probably, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Training camp so and... Uh, that's good. Yeah, it was all right, man. It's a, it's a reality check on Dude, how... So next level. It's next level, but just um, pro sports are, are so vicious. Have you ever seen a line attack a gazelle? And you're just like, damn, man. <laughs> That's that what was it is. so intense. Every day. That's how it was. Every day. It's just like, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's the survival of the fittest. And um, it is so ruthless. And you know what's even more ruthless than the NFL? The UFC. I can only Even to, to the 10th degree. Because if I'm a quarterback in the NFL and I throw three interceptions, we lose the game. Sweet, man. I have next Sunday to, to erase yeah. all that. If you, if let's say uh, the UFC books you as the main event on Fox and you have a snooze fest of a fight where it's not, it's not always in your control. It's matchup, it's styles, things happen. Maybe you have an injury, who knows? But the fight doesn't go well. And the viewership is down even because if you of win. that. Even if you win, you're in trouble, my you man. You may not get to fight to, for a couple of years, right? Yeah, at least that not your next matchup. Wow, you're, you're gonna be in the doghouse. It's, so intense, it's almost like man. you got to knock someone out. You got to do something crazy. It has to be entertaining. They, they, they would rather you lose being entertaining than win being boring. Because then boring. they know when you're back on, it's gonna be entertaining again. Yeah, people are gonna tune in good. for that. And so you got to remember it in any professional sport. It's entertainment. Yeah. It really is. It comes down to entertainment. There's yeah. a reason why the Denver Broncos were the most watched team last year. All they do is pass the freaking ball nonstop. That's what people <laughs> want to see. Yeah, man. There's a reason why LeBron James and the Heat were the number one watch team. All they do is throw alley-oops to each other Shoot left and right. Or, yeah, in the UFC, does. there's a reason a guy, uh, you know, Cain Velasquez isn't the most watched heavyweight. There's other guys that are because they're going to sit and trade and take chances. 
Wow. It's a beast of a sport, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was like, at one moment in my life, I was like, yeah, I could do the UFC like, yeah. years ago. And then I was like, man, I just don't want to get hit in the face that hard. Right? <laughs> Me neither, man. Me neither. Well, <laughs> I don't know how you're doing, man. Uh, well, people think it's a misconception. People think because I'm a UFC fighter, like I'm this aggressive, like gnarly dude. Not in the least bit. Not at all. Yeah, you seem all. pretty chill. Super chill, man. My demeanor is <laughs> super chill. Never been in a street fight. Definitely more of a lover than a fighter. Yeah. I just happen to be good at fighting. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. You got a little cut in your eye. Is I do. Is that from a, a previous fight or working out? This or? was from my fight against Andre Arlovsky, and then I was working out on Monday, and someone freaking hit me again and kind of reopened a little bit. I hear, I've heard fighters say, I don't follow the OC that much, but I watch every now and then like highlights and like just yeah. listen. But I've heard some fighters say that you almost get injured as much in practice. Oh, more so in practice. You do in like a, you For know. sure. Ah, it depends. At heavyweight, it's different. Heavyweight, you're talking about 265-pound dudes with basically nothing on. You have a four-ounce glove on. If they hit you with a jab, your face can get jacked up. And I'm a bruiser. So like my, like my last fight, I destroyed the guy. He didn't, I mean, if you look at the hit compu strike numbers, I landed you know, three times as many shots. But my face was jacked up. All it takes man. is a couple. Just, uh, just a Boom. cut, man. Cut. Look, I'm a bit of a cutter. It's not cool. It's not cool, man. I think I saw one with your head was split open. Oh, yeah. Just blood yeah. is all over the dude. Yeah. Just getting uglier, man. My ears. My ears are not cool. <laughs> Especially in L.A., girls are like, first of all, in L.A. <laughs> like, what do you wrestle? Most of the guys are about 5'8", 170 pounds. I come Long in. Long hair. Busted up face. <laughs> I mean, I'll try putting on the skinny jeans just to fit in more, but I stick out more. You know what I'm saying? It's a beast, Sweet. man. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Okay. Number six, we're, we were <laughs> we were both guests on a TV show. Oh, yeah? Well, it said you were I've done a, a, couple, a travel yeah. sh- channel show, Ghost Adventures. I've been on maybe? Ghost Adventures, uh, Chelsea Lately, and sure. Mythbusters. Sure, okay. I was on a, a Bravo show called Misadvised. What's that about? <laughs> it was out for one season, then they canceled it. Nah, it was man. about three female relationship experts Sad. who were all single. They they gave advice but couldn't take their own advice called misadvised. And what were you doing on there? One of my friends was like the stars, Julia Allison, and she asked me to come on one night to just like uh, be her friend out of, the, out of like an event. Not a date, but just like her yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, And these other two girls were there as well uh, who were the experts on the show. And she ends up right away like trying to set me up on a date with one of them. And I was like, eh, I don't really want to. It's pretty awkward. But she was like, and you should go on a date with this girl. And there's cameras, cameras in my face. Ah, you man. should ask her out on a date. Do it. Do it. Do it. And I was just like, uh. And then she come. I didn't ask her <laughs> anything. <laughs> the girl comes up to me later and goes, so are you going to ask for my number or what? And oh, I was like, no. uh, sure. Yeah. Was so, she attractive or no? Not your style. Not my style. Not my style. Not my style. And kind of just weird. That's just like weird. And the producers kind of be mad at your friend. Yeah, I kind of was. But the producers were like, will you ask her out, please? Like, we want you to ask her out. You're great on camera, blah, blah, blah. And so for like a month, <clears throat> my like media coach was like, I don't think you should. Like, this is probably not going to be like that great of exposure for you, for yeah, your business. For it's like sure. a Bravo reality kinda show. It's kind of cheesy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I ended up doing it. And... Um, it was I ended of, up. I decided to go ahead and go on with it. He advised me not to. I decided to do it myself. It was. Uh, it was definitely interesting. A lot of stress because it wanted me to like take her on these dates, and I didn't like her. Forget it was staged. That, it was bro. Like, oh heck. And then they no. tried to like. It, this was the messed up part about TV, which I realized, at least about this network, is they tried to like blackmail me. They were like, "If you don't do this, then we're gonna make you look how we want to." Really? I was like. 
Wow. So it kind of had to be like a little puppet for a bit. I would have been out, man. It was like, screw your guys' yeah, show. Sucked. We're not going to finish this. It, it sucked. I'll tell you what, though. I could use the advice of those relationship experts. <laughs> yeah? You looking for a lady? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. But there's a common theme with... Uh, the girls, ladies you do, you do date. <laughs> the girls I've dated where that they just say, you're the most selfish person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and you know what? In... Um, at least you're honest. This is professional sports, man. You got to be selfish. And yeah. it's, But women are not professional sports. They're not. They're not. You got to be they, able to turn it off, and I can't. I can't. So what is it you do with them? Everything just revolves around my career. You're like, I got to attract this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to I'm like, gone. Exactly. I can't I'm gone go to this the wedding date. Exactly. They're like, oh, let's, do, uh, let's, let's go have dinner with my family. Like, nope, can't. Training. So they just don't feel like you care. I don't know if it's care, but it's like they're, they're, they're not the priority. God, it's a beast. Girls you got to show a little bit of effort. A little, yeah, a little bit of effort. I know. I mean. I know, You can't man. just expect me to give you the world and you'd be like, uh, you could have a little It'd piece of nice. sand. It'd be nice. That this, but, and then I've you also. sand I, from the beach. I know, man. I've also dated uh, an alpha. So when you got two alphas together. What was that like? It's trouble. It's trouble, man, because you're an alpha for a reason. I, uh, yeah. you know, I say I'm kind of a hybrid alpha where I'm, I'm alpha not, lover alpha lover but i'm also not like i'm not controlling yeah but as a professional athlete you're gonna have a little bit of an ego if you're dating you another, another person who has the ego too you're gonna clash a little bit you're gonna compete no matter what yeah you just are and you it's can't, just natural you can't go into a ring uh, or the octagon and be like uh and have no ego oh. you have to be like i'm the fucking greatest in the world yeah you have to in man. order to win you it's your to. life. It's your life, and you're gonna get hurt if you don't believe that. You don't. You, yeah, one second you can get knocked know, out, man. right? So, but as far as the personal life go, it's it's tough. And then, and then you got to talk about then then you got options. Oh, it's a curse. This it's is a curse. The biggest challenge of my life. Options, man. Options, options is not a good thing. And aggressive options. Uh, aggressive <laughs> and uh, very attractive options. Oh yes. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, dang, man. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Ferraris, but if I drive a Ferrari every single day, oh, that's going to be just the is, normal everyday Ferrari. This is a the- Bentley goes by. I'm like, well, that Bentley's pretty cool. I'm going to check out the Bentley. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host when you get a new car or a new home your first reaction might be to say things like oh yeah or i can't believe it or booyah but what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need like a good neighbor state farm is there state farm is there with the coverage you need for your car your home and even boats motorcycles rvs and other things that matter to you with a state farm agent you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need with so many coverage options it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you and when you need ways to get help state farm gives you options there too in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This is my curse right now, too. I just started uh, dating someone exclusively. I can't believe I even said that on my own yes. podcast. But I'm uh, accepting it and moving into that role. And uh, I told her, I was like, listen, I don't know if I can be with one woman for the rest of my life. Like, I just don't know. She brought up, was like, uh, I think we should be exclusive. We were dating for, yeah, the last like four months. Uh, how, not, not exclusively. How often do you hang out? Mostly, week. mostly on the weekends, probably three, two, three times a week. Okay, that's not she's, crazy. She's busy. She's like driven, focused. She's going to be uh, getting her doctor in physical therapy in the year in the last uh, this year, and is working all day, then working all night. So it's like, see, that's sexy though. It, that she drive, doesn't have time for that me. drive is super sexy. She doesn't have time for me, and she's focused. And I'm like, yes, yes, it's hot. You can't wait to see her, right? It's hot, dude. It's super hot. I dig a girl with passion and drive. And here's the thing I told her. I was like, I don't know if I can be with one woman for the rest of my life. And it scares me. Like it's really a fear. And I don't know if I'm, I want to be accepted for at least having that fear. And what'd she say? She was like, well, that's something to think about. She's like, that's something to think about. Think about me messing with other dudes. (laughs) Exactly. Tell me how you feel. Which doesn't feel good. No, man. So it's like, you think you have options. Of course, she's getting hit on left and right. She's like the sexiest little thing there is. Left and right, my yeah. man. Like you're a good-looking dude. Like, yeah, thank you. Um, like I told you this right when I met you. Like, you ever met Luke Rockhold? He's the the dime piece of the UFC. He's just a smoke show of the UFC. Good-looking dude. Oh, that's you good. look like that's him, man. That's good to know. You look like him. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, even though you're an attractive dude and you have options, yeah, she's got options. An average girl who's a five that might she has have options. might have you know pretty eyes or a good uh, you know a good bust or a butt or something like that. Her options are 10 times yours. Listen, if, if you and I, I mean, granted, yeah, maybe you and I go out in L.A. on a Friday night. And we're like, dude, let's go get some chicks, bring them back home. Our chances are pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good because, you sure. know, two, couple cuties, a <laughs> couple cutie pies. But, uh, but if two average girls goes, man, oh, we're going to go out tonight and we're going to bring some dudes home, it's a guarantee 100% guarantee. it's happening. That's Someone. the difference. So when she says let's be exclusive, I, I I deal with the same struggle, man. It's it's a beast. I feel I feel like I'm Bruce Wayne and I have this curse where it's and the curse is options and the rest of the girls out there are bane and it is trouble, oh, man. man. I know. I don't know what to do. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I'm I'm. You know how some guys' issues are drugs, yeah. alcohol. I don't have that. Um, it, you know, they buy food. expensive stuff, food, any of that stuff. Cars. I have, yeah. yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, I like nice things. I have nice stuff, but it, it for me, it's women. My, my, I don't say downfall, but my curse or my addiction is women. Yeah. 
I, I sound like fucking Michael Jordan right yeah. now. But it's not that bad. I have a, you know, I've been right, in serious, right. very serious relationships yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've done very well. But at the same time, coming to LA, um, having a little bit of fame, it's a different animal. Man. Yeah. It's a different monster. I, I, look at, I look at two people, like uh, I went out last night uh, for dinner and I saw these two people and just two average people. The dude was not in, I'll put it nicely, not in shape. And this yeah. girl was just average, and they were holding hands on the same side of the booth, and I was like, "Damn!" In love, huh? I I I think I would trade spots with that guy. See, that's because I don't know if I'm ever gonna get there. I honestly don't. That know. is what I'm most afraid of—that I'm never gonna have that. I know it's scary, and it's like, here's the thing: if I'm gonna be honest with you, and be honest with the world, please do be honest with the world. Like I've been on you know stints where there's like four or five girls I'm dating at a time, or, or just you know hanging out with, and you know whatever. We call that the roster. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> and. It's never been rewarding after a certain time. It's not rewarding. It's like it's I rewarding to, for while it's physical. Yes, yes, that's it. It's man. rewarding for like those out couple hours or whatever it is. Is it a couple hours? Like, I guess if I you're mean, freaking Don Juan, it's great. But <laughs> for me, it's maybe thirty minutes. The build up and then it's to like, it, what are the, we doing? Yeah, exactly. Like, you, what, like, what you want? What you what you should be searching for is your best friend, yes. who just happened to be with physically attractive to, yes. because the sexual parts of a very small window of it, man. But that's what guy, that's what drives guys. Yeah, what it's are we tough. gonna do? The cool thing about this, uh, we're all screwed. The cool thing about the girl that I'm, I can't. It's hard for me to say. <laughs> committed to it like girlfriend it's hard to say that admit it's the first because it's just happened recently so it's like <laughs> it's like alcohol anonymous admit you have a problem is the first step you have a girlfriend my oh man. man it's hard to say though yeah I it's know. hard to say but no she's great so uh the, the man, thing that's cool works out. The, the thing that's cool that i really like about her is like we play a lot like she does she's a former gymnast so we do this acro yoga i don't know if you've seen my instagram or anything but i'll, I'll have to show it to you we basically, I basically throw her up and like do all these crazy tricks in the air, like this acro gymnastic <laughs> okay. stuff that I've been learning with her over the last four months. She's been teaching me. Yeah. And it's like, we get, and she works out like a beast. She works out as hard as me, if not harder. Yeah, super attractive. Like we did an ab workout together and I couldn't keep up with her. Dang. Six pack, like How shredded. old is she? 26. Okay. And one, another fact of ours is that we're both 31 years old. Yes, sir. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> I'm trying to put in the facts as yeah, we're talking. Just <laughs> get to this 15, top 15. I don't know if you're going to make it through it, man. Yeah, so it's like, uh, here's the thing. To go back to this, the roster never works out. It's fun, and it's fun to talk about, and it's fun to be like, this is what I'm up to with your boys or whatever, but then it's like, it's, is it really fun? I know, is it fun? Because the, the most people... The guys I know are the biggest players or the most they're the they're, you're searching for something you're trying to something. fill a void. And that's why you have so It's m- basically like no one wants to meet the 50-year-old guy who's still renting the the place, you know what I'm saying? No. You want you don't trust the guy who's renting all the damn time or is leasing a car all the time. <laughs> trust the guy who's buying, right? right? If he's he, committed. He, yes, if he's committed to a car <laughs> or to a condo, trust that guy. Sure. You don't want to be that 50-year-old renting, man. I saw a thing on uh Twitter's dope it said um 64 years of marriage, they died four hours apart. One died, the other died four hours. It shows two old hands in oh the bed next to each other holding hands. Like, damn, man, what are we doing? Because it's going to show me, and it's just going to be like, just alone. Hand, my tatted up arm, just alone. Reaching no, for someone. Cats in the room, like reaching for someone. It's just super sad. And like UFC replays behind me. Oh, oh man. man. So what would be the ultimate woman for you? What does she like? What does she do? What does she? How does she make you feel? I it, believe me. If I if, if I could, knew, we'd if you could be have there. any. If you could imagine, and, it in and your ma- mind. maybe I've already met her. Maybe 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 mm. I've met her. You know, just maybe the right she, timing or something. 
I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm tough to deal with. I'm a monster to deal with when it comes to that stuff. If you say so, though. I, but apparently, there's only one common denominator here, and it's, it's, it's you. It's Brendan Jobs. So what? These other girls. I'm just like, there's no way all these girls are wrong. Maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they are. Well, there's definitely some like uh, introspection, something to look at inside and be like, okay, what what has been the breakdown in each relationship? Why is each relationship, is there a common theme besides myself that I've done? No, it's just me. It's just me and being selfish. There and you like, go. Yeah. You probably know a lot of the answers, at least trying the next time. is like, okay, be more unselfish. See, I don't, I, I, but I don't know if you don't want to sacrifice your career. You have to have this mentality, I feel like, to be the best Some, in, in, in professional sports. So what if a woman accepted you for your selfishness? Would you be, would you be like, this is amazing? And would you be able to give a little more? I think so. I like to think so. It's kind of like if she accepted that she wasn't going to get much time. That she, yeah. What if, or what if she didn't have much time for you? Mm, because that one of my work. challenges has been. My don't, don't leave me alone. Do not leave me alone. Oh. I hate being lonely. And especially when we have options. That's why not <laughs> leave me alone. Here's the thing, though. One of my challenges has always been um, with women is that they want to hang out with me so much. Like they like me that much. They're like, you're my future husband. For I want to. Sure. And it's like, you're a unicorn. Me, you're the unicorn. And they're like, I'm like, give me something to like go after. I, I agree. And this girl that I'm with now, she like, shouldn't have time. Doesn't have time. You. And I'm like, what? That's you're the dope. only girl in the world that doesn't want to hang out with me 24 7. That's dope. Cause I dated a girl who really no drive, just wanted to be a mom. Yeah. That's freaking smoke show. The hottest girl I've ever dated. But the most boring but thing after nothing. two weeks. I was like, don't you have something to do? Or like, I'd go to practice. I'm gone for six, to, seven hours. She just wants to be there and watch you. Yeah. She's no, she's the ba- still chilling at home. Doing just nothing. chilling. Nothing. Yeah. It's not, just cool. With chilling. It's not attractive for driven. It's not guys, good, man. Think. Unless you just want a housewife. That's like going to take care of your kids and be at home all day. But you need a, you need a partner in crime. You need a partner. Well, it's at least crime. got a you need purpose. A best friend. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a so, so we could talk about this. So all tell me, day, tell me man. what the ideal one would be if you could have any woman. What would she be like? I have no idea. No I idea. Can, if if I knew, we'd be we'd be in a good direction. Well, I think if you created that vision for yourself first, you think. That, I think if you if think if you put it out there, like okay, here's what I think I want at least. Mm, and you start I, I don't, I don't for know it. if I agree with that. I think I think if you're if you're looking too hard for it, you, love doesn't work like that. If if you yeah, if you have you. this picture in your head of what the ideal woman looks like, or if you have this picture in the head how your career is going to turn out, because it's it, I'm telling you, it's not going to it's yeah. not going especially in the UFC or in professional sports, the way you think it's going to happen, it's not going to go down. But you can have a vision for what you want to happen. You can True. Say, My dream is to be the UFC well, Ultimate Champion. Yes, exactly. That's it may the not goal. happen, but that's the goal. So your dream for a dream, woman, dream would be best friend, married, kids. I love go. kids. Okay, cool. So that's a standard, got, though, right? No, I, mean, I don't want to be fifty with a Tommy Bahama shirt well, on. When do you want to ask khakis? When do you and, want it by? And like, what type of? How no idea. Make you feel. See, I, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to put timing on it. That's you true. can't. It's tough. What if you're fifty though? Well, then we're going to have to go to Russia, mail order bride. What would you say at least by 50 you'd like to have your partner in crime? 50? Damn. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. F- I'm 31. I would say, I, damn, hopefully in the next three years. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What at time? least while we're both in shape and right? like, can have fun. Not getting too fat? Yeah, man. That's not, <laughs> just not freaking getting all out of shape and nothing to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll come back on and do another show about relationships because this is fun. Yeah. Well, I can do this all day, man. <laughs> uh, let's go to point number. Uh, I just said point number... Um, Six. Both 31. And that's point number seven. Okay, the TV show is six. Yeah. Number seven is we're both 31 years old. Now, this gets more interesting. Let's hear it. Number eight, we're both Pisces. 
Oh, really? When's your B-Day? Well, that's what number nine is. <laughs> <laughs> is it March 18th? It's March 16th. Shit. So we split St. Patty's Day. So we both have a birthday next to St. Patty's Day. What? Did we just become best friends? That's what I was like. <laughs> why do I not hang out with this guy already? <laughs> um, okay. So both born in March, both Pisces, because you're not always this a Pisces when you're in March, which just makes sense why we're both alpha lovers. True. Uh, both split St. Patty's Day, number 10. Number 11, both took up professional sports after competing in pro football. Yeah. So I play on the USA national team for a sport called Team Handball. Yeah. And the Olympics, the Olympic team. Sick. And uh, we're trying to go to the Olympics in two years. So there's a very slim chance uh, that we'll go. Why but is it a slim chance? We have like the sickest athletes, but we've never played the game. So it's kind of like. That's tough. It's kind of me being like, uh, I'm a great football player. And I'm going to go try playing the NBA right now. I'm with you. Like, I can smoke them all in football if we're playing football. Yeah, but, but these, the, and I'm better the, athletes. The rest and, of the world's more skilled. And they've, they've been, been playing doing since they're longer. seven. So they just like flow and know So you the guys game. don't have a chance. I, you know, there's a 3% chance. 3%. 3%. I would, there's always so a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. There's always a chance. Like, you know, teams could get sick, teams could just have their worst game. We could have our best games. We've got to beat three or four countries that are really good in South America. So the Pan American Games is how you qualify for the Olympics yeah. in team handball. And so it's all the countries in North and South America. South America's got pro leagues down there. We don't have a pro league in the US. So a lot of our guys go to Europe to play professionally. And then they come together for the USA national team and practice for like a couple weeks a year. So these other guys are just training together. And are, you, are, are they making decent money being pro? Uh, in Europe, you can make some good money. Really? It's, I mean, some of the bus guys are making probably like a million bucks a year it's in pretty, Europe. Pretty but, good. But um, I went to go play for a little bit in Spain on the team, and some of the guys were making like, you know, four or 5,000 euros a month. So nothing crazy. Yeah. But it's like. And how often do you <clears> practice a week? Right now in the U.S., like once a week. Mm. But I'm training every day. So it's like. For you me, mean training mean you're like lifting weights. I'm working. I'm doing CrossFit, kickboxing, running, playing basketball. I'm doing as much cross training, but to, you're not doing handball. But I'm not. So and that's your guys' issue. Exactly. Because you're you're already a good athlete. Exactly. So it's not like any court. Is the time. rest of the team is the rest of the team in LA? No, they're all over the world. Dang, that's tough. But there, a lot of we guys are guys practicing together. A lot of guys are practicing every day. There's a there's a like uh, the U.S. Most of the U.S. team is in Alabama training at Auburn. So I go down there like once every couple months and train for a couple weeks with, That's the, cool, with the team. And the rest of the guys are in Europe playing professionally. So we're playing, but it's kind of hard. It's a tough dynamic, man. And do yeah. you love it? I love it, man. It's, you love it. I love Handball's it. your passion. I mean, competing and playing Competing's sports. your passion, competing. but handball's no, handball's not. my passion too. Really? Yeah. It's like, I mean, with the op- there's no other option for me to play on a world level Yeah. in another sport. Unless I s- restart something new. And like try to learn a new skill. Like it took me three years to get to where I'm at in handball. I feel like you'd be a beast in fencing. I would be. <laughs> I just feel like you would. I man. would be. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like uh, all big and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, do I want to fence all day one on one with someone? <laughs> no. Or do I want to like? Miserable. Yeah. yeah. Handball is like aggressive. It's like lacrosse with your hands. That sounds pretty dope. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've never seen it. I'll have to show I know you, of it. I'll have to show you a video. You'd love it. They play handball on Venice Beach, correct? Different handball. Is it? There's, There's two different, different types of handball. So You're more aggressive handball. Imagine uh, lacrosse with your hands. You're playing on that big of a field? With, on a bigger basketball court. Okay. It's like a little bit bigger than a basketball court with a mini soccer ball that you can dribble, pass, and you throw it into a net with your hands. Sick. 
So it's kind of like water polo. It's water polo without no water. water. That's what I explain to people. Gotcha. Yeah. You're the only one who picked that up. Yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. So we're the only we're, we're we've both played pro sports after completing football. I like it professionally, which is like crazy. But that you're like weird. you're like on your way to becoming a champion in the UFC. And well, I, you I could play, be a, I you could be Olympic play. medalist. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's a dream. That's a pretty so my dream deal. was always to go to the Olympics as a kid. Yeah. And uh, I was a decathlete in college. I was an All-American. Wow. But I knew that I wasn't good enough to go. Those guys are freaks. Super freaks. Freak athletes. Well, you're also too big, right? No. Nah, you're guys, a lot bigger than those guys. I need to be, I need to lose like, yeah, I'm 225. You'd have, I mean, you have to have cardio They're like 190. Days, right. You know, they're like 6'3", 190. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because you got to be able to sprint, you got to be able to do long distance, you got to do all. everything, explosiveness. Yeah, it's it's tricky. So, so this is my chance at the Olympics. If we, however, if the U.S. gets the bid in 2024, I'll be 40 or 41 by then, and there's still a chance because we get an automatic qualifier then. Really? So that's what I've kind of been my. Who's hope. the oldest on your team though? Uh, there's a guy like 38, I think. Okay. It's like if I stayed healthy and it's like I could be on the team. Injury free. You could be on the team and maybe You'd, get the gold. Who, no, we want to. It's going to be tough to place, isn't it? It'd be tough. It'd be tough. But it's just like US to go. and soccer. To go? Yeah. Yeah, but in 10 years, anything can happen. But um, just going to the Olympics would be a dream. Heck yeah, man. Just to walk through As the opening athlete, ceremony and just be like about? representing the USA. Hell be the yeah. most amazing It's huge. Yeah. I'm so, with you. So that, that's cool fact about us. Um, now, why did you decide to. To take on the USC or to take on to MMA. To pursue, yeah, yeah. MMA. Um, and how many years after football were you like, okay, I'm going to try this thing? Yeah, so this this is a little different, I think, than, than most guys. is Most guys fail in one sport and then try mixed martial arts and pursue the USC. Uh, my goal, my dad has a, um, when I was a kid, I think third or fourth grade, they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was the only kid in the class who wrote two things. I said, a ninja or, or, <laughs> ass ninja. or an NFL football player. I don't know, ninja's as yeah. big as you. Yeah, right? So, um, and the reason I said that was because uh, my favorite movie as a kid, um, my movie and my brother's, was um, Bloodsport, Jean-Claude oh, Van Damme. That's a great movie. So, at the time, there there was really no outlet. There was yeah. there was no blood sport. And granted, no one's going to put their kid into something like that. Right. The UFC was karate was the only thing. The right. first UFC was in 1993 in Denver, my hometown, and uh, I was obsessed with it. Did Loved you see it. it? I saw it on VHS like a year later. Wow. My uncle Charlie would uh, ditch school and watch them with him. Wow, that's amazing. So that's as close as blood sport as you could get. And I was that's like, it. damn, I want to do that. And Hoist Gracie, the jiu-jitsu guy, was tapping everyone out, so I wanted to do that. Um, but I did everything. I mean, baseball, soccer, <laughs> yeah. uh, football, obviously. Uh, you name it, I did everything. Basketball. I played sports year-round. I was obsessed with sports. I just happened to have a knack for football, and I realized I could, you know, it could pay you're for my college. You're a big guy. You're tall. It's I like, really wasn't that big. In, in yeah. high school, I was a late bloomer. I was. Uh, I think I graduated maybe six foot 175, wow. like a smaller guy. Jeez. Yeah, I, I grew up. I was never like the big guy ever. Wow. Um, so for, for me, I, I knew I loved the UFC. I followed it very closely. I knew I had that athletic ability to do it, but it takes a lot more than that. The, the mental capacity to be a fighter yeah. is insane. So um, You got to train like hours and hours. There's no off season. There's just no like Constantly. It's if you funny, take two weeks off, you're screwed. Yeah, well, it's funny to me. People talk about NFL training camps, which I've done, or uh, college Division One football camps. 
they're generally four to five weeks long. They're my hard training, too. they're very right. Two a days, three a days. They are hard. Two a days. Now, now you can't pads. Now, but now in it's the only two collecting, days now. yeah. But and you can't do them back to back. Yeah, you got to do like a little break. Yeah, you have or? to do breaks. It's it's different. Because kids were dying when we were in high school. True, they're like passing out from water and well, shit. There was a couple kids who died. That's true. That's true. Like literally died. Yeah. From three days. So when I hear people talk about training camp, it, it's funny because in the UFC, you're talking about training camps. 10 to 12 weeks long, two, three a days, six days a to week. prepare for one fight, for not one, like for a one season. For one 15-minute fight, and if you're lucky, 25-minute fight. But one 15-minute fight could where, be 10 where, it's seconds. The, where it's the Super Bowl. Where it's the Super Bowl. Like yeah. every fight is the Super Bowl. Jesus. So for me, um, playing uh, in college, like I said, I started off at Whittier, um, played uh, lacrosse football there, um, and then always wanted to pursue Division One. went to Division One. Excelled there, at Colorado. Earned, right? Yep, at yeah. University of Colorado, got a scholarship there. You and played with Scotty too, right? Scotty McKnight, yeah. good buddy of mine, man. Really <laughs> awesome good buddy, guy. stud. Um, played there, and I, I fell out of the out of uh, the love for the sport. Probably mm-hmm. going into my junior year, yeah. I was just like, oh, this isn't what I want to do. I my entire life, I thought this was what I, I was going to do, and this isn't what I want to do. Wow. I just wasn't enjoying it anymore. And if I don't enjoy something, it is I do not hide it, man. But yeah. I still excelled. I still did well, and, and you know, and gave all I could and trained hard. But I started pick doing after practice jujitsu and boxing classes. Shut up. Mm-hmm. No wow. one knew. No one knew. I'd I'd walk into this gym and start to doing <clears throat> jujitsu, boxing, and I'd be exhausted. But I had this dream, and then um, wow. I was my boy. I think I forget what the bowl was—the tangerine ball or some shenanigans like that. <laughs> my last game, my senior year, we played tangerine we played ball. Clemson and just got destroyed. Wow! I think not destroyed. We got beat. I just remember like, yeah, this is the last time I'm ever gonna play football. Oh, man. And you know how most kids are crying. I wasn't. You're For me, shopping. I was almost like, let's next chapter. Let's wow. do this, man. And um, but then you played pro. So I remember telling my dad, um, I, I don't want to play football anymore. He's like, why the hell not? I'm like, I just, I don't want to pursue the NFL. Um, the NFL came calling. The the, Buff, the Buffalo Bills, New York Jets, and one other team, uh, I got invited to training camp. Wow. And uh, so I went to the training camp. You were playing running back or fullback? I or? was like an H-back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, got hurt in training camp, uh, tore, yeah. tore a hamstring as an unrestricted free agent, undrafted no agent. It's literally like, um, it, I mean, no you're chance. screwed, man. No you're chance. super, super screwed. I mean, e- even if that didn't happen, it had been tough for me to yeah. make the team. So I get done with that, and um, man, I and, and then Utah Blaze kept it going to pay the bills. Now, now we're talking uh, about money again. Still training MMA, still doing, really? still doing jujitsu boxing. I was like, because I knew that I could. Uh, I I feel like I have an athletic advantage in mixed martial arts. I knew if I could take the time and train and not rush it, that I could do something special. So you could be a better athlete than everyone. Yeah, and you just got to learn the craft. Got to learn the craft, which is which is a beast to say. It's hard, and and I almost had a false sense of confidence. Yeah. But at the same time, that false sense of confidence takes you a lot of places yeah. where you probably shouldn't be. But if you pass it, you're gonna do pretty well. Because at half the time, it's not about the technique when the moment comes. Like you've got to know the skills it's and know how to get out of stuff. It. But it's like you got to have the passion, the like energy, and just like heart, man, heart, heart. It, it takes heart one hit. Takes, heart takes you so far. It's not even funny. One hit it, and the it, guy's done. If you have a, a belief system in yourself yes. and a heart, it's gonna take you a lot of cool, yeah. cool places. So for me, um, I just remember telling my my dad and in my family like. Football's done, man. I don't want to wow. do it. And they're like, what are you going to do? It's like, well, I want to pursue, uh, I want to get to the UFC. And they're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> wow. You're, and you're 23, 24. Yeah. They're like, you're an idiot. I have a, you know, I have a, a degree. I have p- people offer me jobs and I'm like, I don't want to do it, man. So um, I started training full time. 
uh, jiu-jitsu, boxing every single day. Um, just happened to stumble upon M- MMA royalty. You're talking, if, if you guys, you, most of your listeners probably won't know these guys, but if they know anything about the UFC, um, I walked in the gym, I had Shane Carwin, George St. Pierre, Rashad Evans, just uh, Nate Marquardt, the who's who of the UFC. And Which gym was this? This was a uh, high altitude and, and uh, T's KO in Denver, Colorado. And they were training there? They were all you training You just walked there. in? You just saw them all? Well, I walked in, and, and uh, mm-hmm. one day it was Shane Carmen. We were both heavyweights. He was the heavyweight oh champ gosh. of the UFC. Wow. And um, at the time, he only had two fights. I had none. We started training together. And then um, this is how it all went down. I was training for about six months. And he goes, hey, Golden Gloves is this weekend. This is on Tuesday. He goes, Golden <laughs> Gloves is this weekend. I go, oh, cool, man. He goes, yeah, I signed you up for it. Wow. I'm like, dude, I'm... I'm not ready for this. He's like, I'm telling you, you're ready. Because you've been training with, he was the champ. Well, at the time, you know, I had two fights. He wasn't the champion. We're, we're, yeah, uh, several years okay, later, gotcha. he did. But we were both on this the track. Set, yeah, track to become UFC fighters. Wow. And he was like, I signed you up for Golden Gloves, which is all boxing. And I had no boxing experience, zero boxing experience. Really? And uh, I was like, all right. Were well, you training at all in boxing at that point? I was training, sparring a lot, gotcha. but no fighting. Not like I wasn't having a camp or anything like that. And this is, Golden Gloves, man, the biggest tournament in the nation. So, wow. and it was, you know, in Denver. So, Jesus. he goes, You're fighting this Saturday. So, I'm like, All right, cool. It's like amateur. Is that what it is? It's amateur. amateur. Yeah, it's all amateur. <laughs> no pros. No pros, all amateur. But when you're talking about the amateur scene, you're talking about guys who have 40, 50 fights. It's a, it's a monster. So, um, I show up and I remember telling my dad, because my dad really wasn't for it. And my brother was. My brother helped me out like when I couldn't pay my my car loan, all, all that stuff. My brother would let me stay at his house and do. Yeah. He believed in me sure. since day one. Older That's brother, nice. yes. yeah. My brother is the same way. So um, I told my dad, I said, "Just come to this Golden Gloves box match. If I lose, I'll I'll go get a regular job. Shut I, up. I prom- if I lose, I'll go get again. This is this false sense of confidence where you got to risk a lot to you gain did. a lot. So I told my dad, if, if come i lose i'm done you're right i'll go get a job i'll put a suit tie on and freaking hit King. you want him to at least see you what you were gonna do at least come check it out see man the pa- i, I want to put all this pressure on myself wow. so my dad shows up the girlfriend's a whole different story that's a funny you had story. a girlfriend then too oh bro that's a whole different story. i'll get to after okay. this. so <laughs> my family all shows up and the uh you look at the matchups and i don't know any of these guys and i have zero experience and these guys have some experience and they put me in the a class which is the highest Jeez. class and uh that night, I had uh, two or three fights and knocked all three guys out first oh round. Gosh. Three not, and there's no knock. It's you have full headgear on, sixteen ounce gloves, so the knockouts are unheard of. Three knockouts, and everyone's like, "All right, well, <laughs> shit, maybe these guys just suck." He's fighting. That next night's the championship, and I'm fighting a guy from Army, and he's six eight, two hundred seventy pounds. And he trains every day in the boxing. Army and has like seventy amateur fights, and he's oh lost like gosh. four. I'm like, well, all right, all right, <laughs> I see what we're it? doing here. Like, I looked up at God, like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Maybe I should take a different path. Six eight, six eight, just monster. I have a great picture where uh, I'm <laughs> like landing his right hand, yeah, and it's like Mike Tyson's punch out, <laughs> like I'm uh, Mac, you know, blasting this dude. And uh, is that online? I, uh, I don't. Think think it is i'll post it i'll, I'll send it to you send it to me. I'll yeah, post it on the classic show notes. man and uh yeah knocked him out first round Shut up. and uh well, the bigger they are the bigger they fall right i guess man and then after that i was just like all right well shit <laughs> we might be able to do something here man <laughs> and my dad was like all right well let's see what happens uh, he's like don't get too exact <laughs> month, month later i enter the biggest oh, so you won one won the whole thing you won the whole thing won the whole thing that was a championship Golden Gloves champ yeah wow is that the national champion that's no so uh once you win the regionals then you can go uh. to 
uh, that and I didn't because I my pursuit was only MMA. So, you're like, so I, I did that. I was like, dude, check it out. This is cool. I did nothing past that. Boxing's gotcha. not my passion. Yeah. So then the and ne- maybe you would have done well, but maybe not. Who knows? I'm sure I would have done well if I trained for it. Yeah, but who, yeah. yeah, exactly. Who knows? But that was but not was the not goal. What you that was just to. a sidetrack. Yeah. So then a month later, um, we got you a taste of competing. Yes. And like at least people bought into it. You know, what I'm, at least people were like, all right, we'll he's make, got something. Yeah. We at least we have something to see that he's actually not a dumbass yeah, playing right? grab ass in the gym every day. <laughs> so uh, the next month, uh, they signed me up for the biggest jujitsu tournament in Colorado, like the Colorado Open. Uh-huh. And um, uh, a buddy of mine was running, Seth Daniels, and I wasn't even planning to do it. In the morning of, my buddy texted me, he goes, come on, man, come do the tournament. So I'm like, all right. I wake up, I'm running late, run in, uh, register, walk in. They're like, you're up, man. And I entered the black belt division. At the time, I was wow. a white belt. Jeez. And I end up winning the entire tournament wow. in that single day. And again, my dad's there. My whole family's there for support. Um, and almost all of them were submissions. Fought a, uh, I don't want to say fight because it's a grappling match, but I grappled a, a UFC guy who was a famous UFC guy at the time. Really? And what's funny to me is... Beat uh, him. Well, what's funny is I was wrestling these, grappling these other guys, and he made a comment to my buddy that goes, he's just an athlete, man. He's not very good. And I was, I was choking guys out with the same chokehold, all of them. He goes, right. if you know how to defend, that's freaking easy. And you talked him so out he's talking shit to me, right? <laughs> and this guy's a name, and his whole fan base is there with shirts on that have his name like a, on Like a Chuck it. Liddell type of name? For or sure, like, what's man. His, who was it? Yeah, his, his name was Mike Nichols. Yeah, I don't know. Too, I don't yeah, know he was names, on the Ultimate yeah. Fighter, gotcha. and he fought, he fought on the, in the UFC. Not a in the successful UFC career, but at the time he was a big name. When you're talking with someone who has zero experience, he was a black belt. So I go against him in the finals and uh, caught him in the same move and put him to sleep. Yeah, Shut put up. him straight to sleep in front of everyone. And it's then tough, collect- tough to beat strength sometimes. I tell you, Even what, if you know man, how to get out of it, collected my check. I was like, good <laughs> shit, man. Here we go. And then took took an MMA fight. Uh, first three fights. I think my longest fight was like 53 seconds, all knockouts in you the first seen? round. Uh, no, this is MMA. So this is on like the regional tour gotcha. to get into the UFC. Had three fights and then uh, the knock them out. Knockouts, yeah, all knockouts, vicious knockouts, and then wow. the the ultimate fight of the reality series called, and that that was my ticket into the chocolate factory. That was my wow. golden ticket. You're I like, got on there it. and I was a finalist. Yeah, that was my. You know how on uh, Eight Mile when he gets up there and raps and destroys yes. everyone, the ultimate fighter was my rap off. I was Eminem, wow. and the rest of the house was those the the rappers, and I rapped off to the finals. Yeah, wow, and earned my contract. How many? How many? Uh, fights in the show does it take to get to the final three in the house so you're living with if people don't know it's, it's so 16 fighters right? 16 professional fighters live in a house you you have no phone so no communication no communication outside no world. girls no girls all the alcohol all the food you can eat Shut up. the only time you can leave the house is to train there's no tv there's no form of entertainment so guys what? go crazy no tv no tv no no, bo- no, no books phone. no books no phone no books no books you no can't phone read for six weeks they just want drama. It's like the oh my god! Think, think like the real world. Think of the real with world. Testosterone. Testosterone with world class fighters with now prize to win with with uh, yeah, like basically. Oh, you want to do this as a career? Fight the, each other. The only chance the, is the, the <laughs> only two left standing are going to have a career. <laughs> what? Oh my you're, god! You're talking about guys in the house from all different all avenues, over the man. World. It's a beast and. 
on that show, I remember probably three weeks in is when guys start to break mentally. I remember I was cool. I remember I'd write in a journal. I have this journal, and one day I'll write a book, and this journal's going to be in there. But it just showed – I look back at it now, and again, this this confidence in myself. I yeah. remember looking at, at the journal and just – being like everyone's freaking out i'm cool i have three more weeks to go if i do this i'm gonna make a name for myself i'm gonna be able to do what i've always wanted to do and be a professional athlete so it's cool man to see that stuff wow dude so so you won all two fights you made it three fights you won all All three finishes all three all three finishes you won the whole thing uh i I, know and then so that you're in the house for six weeks where you fight each other and the 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 two who were undefeated in the house move on to the finale. And which there's is two like teams, right? Two teams. So Our fought, team won. And then we you fought against the other team's champion. We were so successful. Uh, our, the Both me and this guy, other guy, Roy Nelson, who's a phenomenal fighter, both had to fight each other on the same team because we destroyed their other team. So there was no one left. Yeah, there. and I, I lost in the finals. Granted, to your own teammate. My own teammate. I had four fights at the time. He had 27 former world champ before he came in the house. Wow. So I was like this young kid fighting this monster, and um, he was pretty good. Did he beat you pretty easily, or was it kind of like no, 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 no? I was kind of putting it on him, and then in the first round, he caught me behind the ear uh, with a huge Choked right you. hand. Oh, he hit no, you. right hand, yeah. and he's known for it, man. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, sh- uh, you know, I, I, I don't, um, I don't regret that at all. I was a sure. very young kid. I yeah. M- I probably shouldn't have been in there with him. With four fights, and you're talking about a guy, world class yeah. guy like Roy Nelson. He knows what he's doing. He's a monster. And both of us are have, have really good careers in the UFC now. Wow, we're both doing very well. So you got so even though you didn't win, you still got signed a contract. Yeah, it's only one supposed to get a contract, right? Or is it kind of they take? Uh, usually, who, who, the two make the finale, you'll, you'll get a contract. However, if you lose that finale and then they give you a fight and you lose that next fight, you're, you're, like, you're not going to have a job. You're going to get cut. Really? So that next fight, not only – so I lost that finale. First loss ever. Tough to deal with. I hear you, man. Very tough it's to deal fun. with. Not cool. Lost that fight. And then they're like, cool. Well, now you're going to have to fight this guy. It's going to be in your hometown. First time UFC came to Denver. I don't know how long. So it's in my hometown. All this pressure. When was this? Never a few been months s- later? Yeah, probably like four months later, five months later. And they give me this. At the time, I just thought he was a complete monster. This guy named was Chase Gormley in Denver, hometown. Have to win this fight or I'm going to have to go. Or you're not in the UFC anymore. Go apply at Starbucks or something. Wow. So what happened? Knocked him out in 42 seconds. Oh, my just, God. Were you just like I, I've never been fire? so nervous in my life. Was not on fire. So scared. It was unreal. Because it was like the whole stadium was watching you. The entire stadium. When I walked out, the crowd goes nuts. It's the loudest crowd I've ever heard. Even Dana White tweeted, whoa. Because you're the hometown boy. Just knocked out. Yeah. like, And it was insane, man. I mean, we're And I wasn't even the main event. I was just the hometown kid. But the arena was stacked because everyone knew I was fighting. Right, right. So after you knocked him out, what was that feeling like? Um... I just, I, man, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's one of those feelings where you're just like, holy <laughs> shnikes. Wow. We're actually doing this, man. You actually have a career. Wow. And then shortly after that, um, probably like seven months after that, then I'm fighting Gabriel Gonzaga, where if you guys know the UFC, Gabriel Gonzaga, um, I think he's ranked 10th in the world now, but at the time, he, you know, you're talking about a, a legit, legit monster. Wow. Like you're talking about one of the most talented guys in the world. Beat him, and wow. um, Jesus, it's it's just a different animal, man. And it's like, 
in the UFC and in these moments in your career and they, they had, I'll talk to the, the ultimate fighter guys, the guys who are in the house now, or they had me talk to previous you coached seasons. one time. Right? I, I was a guest coach on one That's of cool. them uh, on season 14 and, um, or maybe 17, I think it was 14. Yeah. 14. But I go and talk to those guys and what they don't realize is they think by make it to make it into the house that they've made it. No. They're like, dude, we made it on the ultimate fighter. I'm like, guys, only one dude. This is first of all, for you getting a house, that's great, but you should expect to be here. Now yeah. your journey begins. You got to do well in this house, and don't get it twisted. I'm not. Don't. I don't want you to overlook what's on the next side of the hill. But after you get over this hill on Ultimate Fighter, then you're actually in the UFC. These dudes aren't from a reality show. These this dudes is, are world class badasses yeah. waiting for your with experience ass. with experience. With with you're talking about guys who are pursue of a world class title, trying to be the champions of the world. You're not fighting other guys in the house, or we don't know if they're UFC fighters. These guys are veterans. Wow, these guys are veterans. They know the tricks. They've been in the crowds. Exactly, man. So you're talking about a different animal. Oh and and, and I, uh, I'm actually August seventeenth. I go to. Uh, Give Ohio State football team a motivational speech. No way. Yeah. Oh, so it man. should be interesting, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, love Ohio I just State thought football. about this. Yeah, man. Dude. Just thought about this. Uh, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Asked me oh, to come up there. That's amazing. And my my whole my whole deal is you should expect to be champions. You sure. at Ohio State, you should expect yeah. to be national champions. You'll see me after a fight. I'm happy, but um, I dissect my fight on what I could have done yeah, better and stuff like yeah. that because I expect to be person, the best, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for those guys. I hate when I see a guy make an interception or I see a guy score a touchdown, how excited he is. You expect it. Cool, man. You're you were put that. in that position yeah. to succeed. You should expect to make that play. Yeah. 100%. You should demand that out yeah, of yourself. exactly. So that's the whole message. Yeah. Man. A lot going on right there, man. That's incredible. A lot God, going so on right there. interested in this now. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, well... Next, how much time we got? We got you got a lot of time, man. Yeah, at least we could talk for hours, man. Jesus, talk your ear off, man. Um, I love this stuff. Okay, I'll throw in another tip here, another uh, common fact. Bring it. What number are we on? Y'all, fact 372. (laughs) We both like M&Ms. All right, all right. This is just off the research that I did recently, for sure. A little bit. I'm sure we got a a million things in common. Carry on. Um, number 12, we're both 6'4. Yeah. Yeah, six four. Yeah, right? six four. You're a little bigger than me. I'm about two twenty five. You're two forty. Two forty five. Oh, you know what? Right now I'm two fifty four. Damn. I've been. I'm like uh, right. So I fought four weeks ago. After a fight, I like to recover and just put on size and mass. Because when I go into camp, my body just breaks down. Yeah. So right, right now I'm heavy deadlifting, eating wherever the heck Damn, I want. That's good. I'm, th- I'm thick. Right now. <laughs> Thicker thick than a juicy. Snickers right now. Just <laughs> thick, juicy quads and shit. Just my manager who hasn't seen me in a while. Came out to L. A. and was just like. Damn. So what have you been doing? It's like, damn. Grass-fed beef out there. Yeah, man. It's good. It's good. So uh, it's good, man, because you can't can't have the car in sixth gear all the time. You got to pull it down to second gear and recover and uh, take care of your body. When is the next fight? I wish I knew. Um, That's that's the problem in the heavyweight division. I think right now. There's just not many guys, I think right right? now I'm ranked 14th in the world. And... um, I've either slipping, bro. I know, I know. If you're not number one, if you're not first, you're last. But um, <laughs> yeah, slipping is right. But um, what what's the goal to get back to number one? Or were you, I, you ever I, been I've never one? been number one. What I, I think the highest I've ever been ranked is like nine, ten, or nine. Okay, yeah. So the top 10. five would be pretty sweet, huh? Top five would be sweet. Um, the rank the rankings are interesting, and it's 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 a newer thing with the UFC. But um, 
in the the guys ahead of me, I've either fought them, I've already fought them, or they're matched up. So, and there's not a lot of what does that mean, matched up? Uh, like they already have, they're they're, they're supposed to fight yeah, other fights. people. Yeah, they have fights coming up. So, so I gotta wait and kind of mm. the waiting game's tough, man. And it's always fun to me because um, people say, well, you know, I this will be my twelfth or thirteenth fight in the UFC. Which, That's which good. is a lot, yeah. Especially if you count good career, if right? you count uh, my Ultimate Fighter fights, yeah. Wow. So which is good. And people are like, oh, you're a veteran now. You should be comfortable in the octagon. Listen, man. There's nothing you can emulate to the to, to act like it's the octagon. There's just, there's nothing you can do in football. You can go one versus ones. So you can go number yeah. one defense versus number and one it gets offense. Intense. It's intense, and you can have a crowd there, and it simulates what you're going to see in the game. You just can't do that in UFC. I'm never comfortable in there, man. Twenty thousand people. Never comfortable. The you know, lights, lights are hot. The octagon's different. You can't see anything. It's outside. cold. You can't. You, it's hard to hear your corner. Jeez. The guy you're fighting. Like this last fight, we thought he was gonna do one thing. He did another. It's just you can't emulate it, man. It's man. just it's tough. So I'm not comfortable in there yet. Wow. Which is weird to say because you know I, I have a good amount of fights. I think yeah. My record's fourteen and four. You know, and you'd think I'd be. That's pro with all my amateur and stuff like that. You think I'd be more comfortable? Most guys aren't. There's the exception, guys like Anderson Silva, stuff like that. But in general, you're just GSP. not comfortable in there. I would, Listen, people think you know what they see in the octagon, it's an act. The UFC fighters are very, very good actors. It, I, and I've been in the back. They're scared as crap, though. Everyone is terrified act. in but the back. But they're acting like it. You like, have to. Yeah. You have to. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. And for me, when I'm in the back, I am terrified. Wow. Pure tear i'm just like dang what this, am i doing man what am i doing some scary shit. once i hit the crowd though i'm cool once yeah. i hit the crowd let's get your music show time like, let's do this let's go, baby. yeah man let's go and it i don't fight takes, i don't fight angry no one if good. anyone who fights angry is gonna, gonna get beat yeah, up yeah yeah it's almost like they take too long for, for when you first walk out to hear the music it's yeah. like i feel like it takes forever i would be like let's go you, like well this, this is the worst part this, this, and all this bro crap. that like that that, the ears that and, does suck however the worst is fight day, the, the hurry up and wait game. So oh God, you just wait all day, right? Yeah. So let's see if you're on pay per view, which my last you know number of fights have always been televised. You're the main card doesn't start sometimes eight p.m. Oh my God. So you're I get to locker day. room at six p.m. Six thirty. You know what sitting I'm saying? There, sitting there, sitting there. The whole day you're in the hotel waiting around. Oh, I gotta go fight this another grown killer in the in cage. Hours. This is what I do for a living. This is how I make money. I fight another man in my underwear in a cage. This is crazy, man. Crazy, right? I seem like a so pretty smart dude, right? Like pretty, pretty normal, right? <laughs> Something's wrong. Something's it's loose. Good though, man. It's great. Just kidding. Now, how does a uh, now buddy of mine, Aubrey Marcus, is you know the the founder of On It, and you know I think you know him as well. He's friends with Joe Rogan. You yep. said he's a good did a podcast. Yeah, I did a podcast with Aubrey with Rogan. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah Rogan's a very close friend. Yeah, and uh, he was telling me that like he can't sponsor athletes to be. He can kind of like sponsor them on the side, but they can't have anything in the UFC. Like, yeah, what's the deal with sponsorships in the UFC? It's kind of like they have a monopoly on athletes. Right? I feel oh, like one hundred percent. You really uh, can't make that much. It sounds like unless uh, you're like no, no. I mean, I, I do, I do, I do really well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I do through I, sponsorships or through UFC. Both, both, but paid. mainly sponsorships. Yeah, but more, um, more so than than uh, payments through the UFC or through uh, fighting. Yeah, I, I make more in sponsorship than oh, I do really? from the UFC. Yeah. But don't the sponsors have to pay the UFC? This is the thing. So if the, so, let's say for example, UFC has a uh, contract with Monster Headphones. Yeah, the Monster sponsors the UFC in headphones. So I can't bring in another competitor like Beats by Dre, Soul Headphones. I can't wear those in the octagon. 
what I can do is have an outside the octagon sponsor deal, which is a lot of my sponsorship and which is a lot a way a lot of guys are going. So I'm sponsored by Soul Headphones. So I'll do photo shoots for them. Uh, take those beats in the off. locker room. Yeah, right. In the locker room, I'll put them on. Um, but I can't wear them. Or I can't have anything inside the octagon. Nothing on the picture, nothing, on the posters, or the, nothing, uh, the banners, or whatever. Nothing. So and you that, can get a sponsorship that, deal outside of it. Outside, and, and, and if you've got a big following, then you can kind of work that. There you that. go. Yeah. And, and, and inside the Octagon, yeah. I mean, they have, I think, Dodge, Harley Davidson, Monster, Zions. Yeah. Um, you're talking about, if you can't compete with any of those. No. They're, they have that on lockdown. It's crazy. Yeah. But that's cool. You get sponsorships outside that like are still like you know we just want to be attached to you for sure. And, you know mm-hmm. on, on social media, if you follow me out there at Brendan Shaw, both on Instagram yeah. and Twitter, I'm sure you put it up. But yeah, um, if you follow me on there, I'm a monster on social media, man. Check you for out right for now, me, yeah. it's a good way to to have, to have a voice as a professional athlete, of course. And that's why you have a podcast as well. You have a, a pretty su- successful podcast, The Fighter and the Kid. Yep. It's on iTunes, and if you follow me on uh, social media, see it. I post all sorts of stuff about it yeah um and uh the the thing is is, good over there yeah (laughs) a couple cuties um the thing is is what's different with ufc athletes is the the ability to contact them if you see them in a hotel or social media i promise you most of the time kobe and i'm not relating myself kobe bryant but If you tweet at Kobe Bryant, you tweet at an NFL guy, you're not going to get much. Crickets. You tweet at a top-level UFC guy, you're going to hear back from him. Really? We grew up in the social media world, the UFC yeah, and to. social media and, they and promote Twitter. You on there. They promote Twitter and Instagram on there and Facebook mm, that's great. because it, it, it kind of screw you everywhere else, you right? Kinda, <laughs> yeah, well, we kind of came up all together. Yeah. Like social media, UFC, boom, it, it's kind of goes hand in hand. The UFC has gotten its popularity through social media. They've yes, kind of been- and Lorenzo Fertitta, uh, who's the owner, uh, one of the owners, and Dana White, the president, say, we want you to tweet so much, we wouldn't yes. mind you tweeting in between rounds, yeah, even, which wow. no one ever does. Right, right. Uh, but still, that's, that's just an example of how much they want you sure. on social media. My friend, I believe my friend uh, kind of trained everyone. Her name's Amy Jo Martin. I know she works directly with Dana. Yes. And she came she, in and, and gave us a, like a, training uh, camp a tutorial. Stuff, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I know that they are invested in that for sure. And that's cool that she's Yeah, she, she was a beast, man. Oh, she was great. she was awesome. No, she knows yeah, her she stuff. She has a ton of followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's done her stuff. Yeah, yeah. She, she kind of got in early with Shaq and kind of blew up. She got she got suggested user when Twitter that's was doing right. that. And so she just blew up. That's right. And, and she's worked with Shaq and a bunch of other big names. Uh, and a lot of guys, and I say this all the time, like you have this platform and uh, in the UFC you have this platform. I don't know how long I'm going to fight. I have no yeah. idea. But I, I know right now I have the ability to reach out to a lot of people. Yes, the, the, the goal is to be the champion. That's the number one goal. The podcast, the show stop. I, I do a UFC Now show on UFC Fight Pass nice. uh, uh, once every other week. And, I, and I'm starting to do a show, uh, UFC Tonight, on uh, Fox Sports. Nice. Yes, and that starts September. However... All that stops if if I'm not taking care of business inside the octagon. I realize because they don't want you in there unless you're no nah, man and, and, and relevant. Yeah, you got you got to be relevant. So um, for me, I have this platform, and a lot of guys aren't aren't using. They think you know they're like, oh, I, I just got to fight. I, I have to fight, and nah. social media is not a big deal. A, you got to build your. It's business. a brand. You it's a brand, brand yeah. man. And if you want sponsorships to jump on board and you want people to support you. It, you got to have this brand that people can relate to. Sure. And the best, honestly, one of the best moves I've ever done career and business wise is starting a podcast. Yeah, I would say the same thing. And we talked about this because yeah. it gives you a voice yeah. and 
the amount of support I have now because of the podcast. Because if if you uh, tune into a UFC countdown show, a primetime show, um, the clips you see on YouTube of me or a highlight reel or even on UFC Tonight, it's a very kind of cocky, confident sure. uh version of myself which yeah. you're talking weeks before a fight where you have this fighter's mentality man i'm a goofball yeah uh, funny, i like to inspire people smiley uh, yeah smiley <laughs> i get along with everyone but if you yeah. just see those clips people are like i what don't like asshole. Shot, man. <laughs> he's a cocky asshole he's probably yeah. a bully in high school where it couldn't be the most yeah. opposite thing you're very opposite, so yeah. so it gives me this voice and um you know, if, if you do listen to the podcast, if you do start listening to it, my, my nickname is Big Brown. Yeah, it's, it's Big Brown. And originally, my, my name for several years was The Hybrid. Uh-huh. So, and the reason it changed is because... The Hybrid because you're like a mix between a lot of different Yes, because I'm... Well, yeah, right? You never know what I am. <laughs> what are you, bro? I could be Maxine. I might be black. No, uh, a hybrid because I'm big, but I have the cardio and skills oh, of a yeah, lightweight. Yeah, so, yeah. the hybrid That's of the cool. heavyweights, which is a cool nickname. Yeah, However, great. on the podcast, my, my partner, Brian Callen, actor, comedian... Uh, kept calling me Big Brown because he goes, you're big, you're brown, yeah. you're definitely Apache Indian, you're definitely not white. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and he would keep calling me and people, and people I'd like post it. on Instagram would put, you know, hashtag team hybrid and it would get like, 70 no, comments. Brown. People like, nah, you're Big Brown. I'm like, dang, wow. man, these people really like Big Brown. So on the podcast, a week before my fight, um, I did a podcast right, the I fought on Saturday, the, that Tuesday I did a podcast and I said, all right, if you think I should change my name to Big wow. Brown, if you tweet at Dana White, at Bruce Buffer, at UFC, and I get a certain amount, I'll change it. And I'm thinking, you know, he All, goes, as like a UFC fighter, as a UFC fighter, so I will you'll be change like, my name. I will change Brennan, it. Big Brown. Yes. Shop. If you guys requested wow. so much, if the fans demand, I will change it. And we had over 4,500 tweets towards what? Bruce Buffer and Dana White. I had to change my name. Oh so they my announced God, me as Dana White Brendan, was like, oh, Big Brown yeah. Shop. Yeah. Bruce Buffer like, came up to me. Up, bro. Bruce Buffer came up to me. He's like, bro, I've been in the UFC for how long? He goes, I've never had more outreach than your fans tell oh me to God. announce you as Big Brown. So like, damn, this has really happened. So now it's official, Brennan Big Brown Shop. And it's on all the UFC stuff now, Big Brown. That's pretty cool. It's cool, right? Wow. It's cool. You can't choose your nickname. You, you yeah, have to be you given be a given nickname. Don't you think I would pick something badass? Like, <laughs> yeah, like Brendan the, the Dark the Knight. The Punisher. Yeah, something like evil. Like, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> Brendan the Badass or something like that. The Handsome One or some shit like that. I like, uh, man, what was this one kid from Ohio? I watched the fight. I think it was like five years ago. It was like something heavy hands. Or, or no, what was it? It was like uh, The Hammer. The, yeah, there's the hammer, Matt Hamill. Oh, that, Matt, that guy's hammer, awesome because he's like deaf, half deaf. Yeah, right? there you oh, go. I was like, I love this. I'll tell you what, Ohio has some dude. good, good fighters, man. Yeah. Really good fighters. And he Rich Franklin, Matt Hamill. Oh, he Franklin, got some yeah. monsters. Well, I always go to the Arnold uh, Classic, and yeah. all the UFC guys would be there. Oh, yeah. I grew up a few blocks from where they have the Arnold Classic, and I'd always see Rich Franklin and those guys there. Great guys. It's awesome. But yeah, um, dang, this is amazing stuff. I love this shit. Um, I love this. What, uh, why do you think you've become so popular? Like, why do you think so many fans have been like, yeah, are just behind you for yeah. changing your name or just yeah. whatever it is? You know, what, uh, is, what is it about I, you? Yeah, I think it's because, um, a lot of people can relate to me. Listen, yeah. I, I, uh, and I talked about this on the podcast and, um, I, I'm just real, man. It's hard for me to be fake. And a yeah. lot of time it gets me in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I, I, you're real. Yeah, I, I'm, re- I'm real, say. and I say what I want to say, and I, it's hard for me to sugarcoat, it and I can't be fake. Like if you and I butted heads, 100, you'd know on this podcast, and like, everyone would know. You're an idiot. I would. Bro. I, oh my! <laughs> it, everyone would know. I'm just not good at it. Yeah, that's a good and bad thing. Yeah. When you have a voice and, and you have a live show and uh, you're on the mic. Listen, I, I, I've yeah. I've been. Um, 
Yeah, I've been muted by the UFC a couple of times Shut for stuff up. I've said. For sure, man. We're like, you got to cut this out, man. You have There's certain stuff you should not be saying. And I get it. I get it. But the reason why people relate to me is because I'm real. I have insecurities about my body. I I, yeah. I didn't grow up. Most people, especially as a fighter, you have to come from this broken home and yeah. your, your dad beat you or you, you had no money, stuff, food stamps, Foster stuff like that. No, nah, man. I grew up blue collar. I had a dream. I worked my freaking tail off for yeah. it. And I'm still working my tail off and it's worked out i'm just yeah. your average dude who's 6'4 245 pounds however <laughs> and very I'm, athletic yeah former pro football player but still but still yeah. there, there's guys, there's, there's guys way more athletic than me who who haven't aren't doing much yeah. with it you've developed your skills you've developed, got you've like, got a, a good amount of talent but there's yeah. guys a lot more talented who do way not more talented to way more skills. talented i'm that i'm that kid who um you know, I really never, I stuck out in sports in high school. I, I never really, I wasn't that freak. I wasn't that yeah. LeBron James. Yeah, when we were picking teams, I was never first. I was like the middle kid, yeah. the white kid who had a dream, who had an older brother who whipped his ass all the time, yeah. grew up super tough and driven. Yeah. That's all it is, man. Me too. Man. Most people think you have to have this crazy background. It's because you're hearing the exception to the people who have made it. Uh-huh. Le- the LeBron James, the Oprah Winfrey's, the Tyler Perry's, whatever. Those are the exceptions yeah. where these crazy, crazy stories. Nah, man. There's a ton of successful people out there who grew up in normal homes. Sure. There's no drama. They, you know, just a middle a class family. Had a dream and, and you freaking ran with it, man. <laughs> yeah. And that shit is inspiring. And yeah, that's is. why people jump on board the big brown train. The big brown train, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get on the big brown train. It just sounds yeah, fun, right. you know? Where's it what? taking me? It's a beast. You never <laughs> know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Point number 13. We're both 6'4", over 220 pounds, 225. Yeah. Uh, point number 13. We, I don't know if you still drive a Prius, but we've both driven a Prius. Oh. I saw a video. You said yeah. you drive your Prius. You yeah, still yeah. drive it? I still have it. I still. I didn't drive it today. I drove my other car today, yeah. but um, I have a Prius, and that thing bums me out, man. Dude. I had it for the first six months when I moved here, yeah. and I'm just like a hunchback. Like it's so tiny. It's tiny, and I feel like it's unsafe, and I feel like it's, it's barely made. I can push in the door, like oh, the metal sure. just goes in for sure. Nothing makes me more excited to wake up on Monday morning and kick the shit out of the bridge. I'm just <laughs> like, forget this thing. <laughs> yeah. um, listen, I bought it because I, I drive 600 miles a week in training camp. Train, you're just like I'm going all over Orange the city, County, right? LA, yeah, all over the valley. So it makes sense. However. I don't know, man. You never fill it up. It's like you never have yeah, to fill it up. It, it, which is great, but it's just a piece of crap. Yeah. It's just poorly made. Mm, yeah. And there's there are a dime a dozen. and it Everyone's just, got one. Everyone has one. And I don't know. I hate it. Wow. I hate it. I know. Interesting. I still have it. I use it. Gas friendly. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> if someone's looking for a Prius, hit me up. <laughs> or if you just want to kick the shit out of one to feel good, let some stress out, hit me up as well. <laughs> Point number 14, we both moved to L.A. and live near the beach. Yes, this is correct. I, I live in Marina del Rey, Marina del Rey Santa, Monica. Santa Monica. I'm only here for a little bit. I'm going back to West Hollywood soon. But West uh, Hollywood, huh? You like it there. I like being, you know what I feel like? I can train like a beast there. Like I go to CrossFit. I go to kickboxing. I run through the, like the hills. I mm-hmm. play street basketball there. Okay. It's like I feel like an athlete and, and you, I'm getting things done in my business. Here, I just want to go to the beach. Really? And like chill. It's like I'm going to go work out and I'll run down there and I'm like, Hey, what's up, guys? You know. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense because most of my training, it, you know, obviously, it's not on the beach. I wish yeah, I'll yeah. run on the beach, which yeah. is dope because yeah. it you don't have to think about running. You're just running, and yeah. there's the beach and ocean, all it's that. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, I get that. But see, my, when when I'm uh, 
And maybe since I've just been when here I'm for driving all around, yeah, you, um, it's the same, you know. So this is my escape. When I yeah. come home, it's like, oh, thank it's God, this is dope. And maybe it's because I know I'm only here for a couple months, so I'm kind of like it's like a vacation for you. You're on yeah, long it's like a vacation. vacation, and I don't know when our next tournament is with the USA national team. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, what am, I don't know when I'm going to get ready for something for sure. So that makes maintaining sense. And like, I get that. Good for you. It's a good time, man. Yeah, it's cool. But I feel like I'm not got a girlfriend <laughs> living on the beach. Tough life. <laughs> Someone has to do it. <laughs> okay, so point number 15, and this is the final one that I found, although I'm sure there's plenty more. Uh, we both have our own podcast, which mm-hmm. we already talked about. Yours is called The Fighter and the Kid. I watched uh, one episode. I was laughing my ass it's off. ridiculous, right? So I highly recommend you guys go subscribe right now on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. There's a video podcast as well as audio, The Fighter and the Kid. Uh, with who's your co-host Brian, Brian Callen Brian and you guys Callen. might know him from the hangover he's his name's <laughs> you might Eddie. know him from you might know him from the hang he was on mad tv the hangover yeah. uh sex in the city he's the guy in the hangover shows you tell him I say hello he's the guy that marries yeah. him and the second one he's the one where they go in the oh, strip club yeah, yeah. yeah he's that guy was he Eddie. also on he was in uh was he on Kevin Hart's movies recently yes yes he was in ride along was he in Ride Along? There's he was another a cop, movie he was a I cop he was in Ride Along, and then uh, the uh, About did, Last Night. Is that what it was? I've seen About. See, I love romantic comedies. I do too. Love them. What's your favorite one? Man, About Last say, Night's up there. Uh, I was but say, Friends love with Actually, Benefit. Love Actually is really good. One of my top. I like Friends with Benefits. Love Friends Actually. Benefit. There's a lot of them, man. He's just not that into you. What? Jesus, dude. Something borrowed. Come on. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? You didn't have a girl to go watch this with. I know, I, yeah, yeah, there's someone to do it. There's someone to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely go check out the podcast, The Fighter and the Kid. It's been around for a year and a half, you said now. A year and a half, man. You do it what, weekly? We do it once a week. Once a week. Once you a do week. it in your studio here in LA. We do it at Fox Sports. What yeah. is that? Fox Sports is uh, the studio we do is in uh, Playa Vista. So close to Marina Del Rey, right? Okay. Real close. Cool. Do you know where the YouTube offices are at? Yeah. It's across the street from there. Interesting. Yeah, man. You got a nice little studio. It's a good little setup. I'm thinking about doing video now after just seeing so many of my friends doing it. It's weird, man. Our, our video, uh, me and Brian, you know, obviously Brian's an actor, comedian, so we're yeah. both very animated. Yeah. And if you look goofy. at it, we're super goofy. Like, yeah. I don't, the podcast, when people listen to it once, they're kind of like, yeah, I'm in, man, because. Yeah. With other podcasts, you're gonna learn a you know a little your stuff. You know, I've been listening to yours. Yours, you're definitely gonna learn some oh, thanks. key life lessons. Yeah, yeah. On ours, you're gonna learn some stuff, but like you're gonna feel like you're one of the guys. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna feel like fun. you're one of the guys or one of the girls in our circle of trust. Yeah, that's cool. We say some ridiculous stuff. We have fan questions. And, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's different, man. I like it, man. Um, I feel like I could talk on for another hour, but I want to just get to a couple last questions. Let's do this. I want to know about. The moments before the big fights. Yeah. And your ritual. Okay. I want to know about, again, I know you said you were like terrified and you're scared and things like that. Yeah. But like, what is like the mindset? Do you have a mantra? Do you go through a meditation process? Do you have like, do you write? What do you visualize? Are you visualizing mm-hmm. like the results you want? Yeah. Or is it just kind of like blank mind? Let's do this. Like, what is your process? Yeah. My, my thing is, is uh, I don't want to get in my own way. I don't want to be yeah. my worst enemy, which is in fighting is the number one key yeah. because you're going to go in there and there's going to be a sense of fear and, and fear can motivate you or it's going to, it's going to paralyze you. Yeah. And for me, it's, I, I just keep reminding myself, like 
There's nothing more you can do. No one trains harder than me. There's just not. I don't care who you are. You can tweet Cain Velasquez. You can tweet Fabricio Verdum, whoever you want. Whoever you want, I guarantee you they don't train as hard as I do. So for me, I get my confidence from that. So when I get to the back of the locker room, I'm just, I'm breathing. I'm like, dude, you do this every single day. This is what you do. It's no different. Just go perform. Winning will take care of itself. Wow. So you, you can't, there's nothing, I can't, I can't focus on what he's going to do. I just, I, I just can't. I have no idea what he's going to do. You just got to go and do your thing. You have to have this, this trust. Yeah, you're going to be scared. And I'm at that moment now where I know those feelings and those butterflies. And it's about getting these butterflies, which are all over the place, and getting them to come together and in the right direction. Mm. Because if you let those butterflies go all crazy, you're going to mess up, man. I've been there. It took two hard, hard losses to learn that you can't fight like that. Wow. Like I'd just fight erratically and try and get in and out there. And this is tough to say. You lost those. I lost those, yeah. yeah, Because at the heavyweight division and fighting at a world-class level, if you go in there and you're fighting erratically, you're going to get clipped, man. You're going to lose that fight. And I lost two very big fights that way. And since then, I... knocked out or was it... Yeah, knocked out. And uh, since then, I've adapted this kind of uh, fighting style where... Use your abilities. My When I go in there and I just stand toe-to-toe and I swing with a guy, it's 50-50. Wow. Why even train for why, why to me it's like why even train for that? That's like having this Formula One race car and putting the driver in and you have a game plan and he's just like, nah, man, puts in six gear and floors it and you're gonna lose every time. You're gonna peel out and run into the wall. Wow. And that's what we were doing. So now, you know, I made the move to LA and for me it's it's about using my tools and I think those are gonna be tough for anyone in the world to beat. But in order to use those tools, I have to get out of my own way. I have to get out of my own way. You're going to have these negative thoughts, and it's about having these negative thoughts. As soon as I have one, nip it in the butt. Be like, nah, man, you've trained too hard to act like this. You've trained way too hard to act, for it, to act mm. like this. Wow. So it's, it's just I, I'm motivated by fear. Yeah. Like uh, every morning I wake up and it's just like, dang, man, what we, we got to go. We got to get going. And I just feel like I'm going to lose it all. Every single day I feel like tomorrow I'm going to lose it all. That's so what I feel so you're like. you're motivated to not lose it. To not lose it, but I haven't done anything. I really, yeah. I feel like I haven't done anything. Like you haven't won a championship. Like, like, like uh, we thought. Like you, like you tweeted out, and right. I, I text you. Yeah. I don't even know you, right? I barely yeah. know you. You tweet out uh, on Twitter. The champ is here, Brendan Schaub. Let me know if you have questions. I texted, uh-huh. hey, bro, just doing a solid. <laughs> uh, I'm not the champ. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm right, not the right, champ, right, but right. you're gonna take some heat from the UFC. Yeah. You know, from UFC fans. You know, like, right, like oh, right. Schaub's not the champ. Blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> for for me, it's like I I don't deserve that that sure, credit yet. Sure. Like man, I, I've I've done nothing to be regarded yeah. as the champ, you know. Right. And I, I'm 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 very uh, I'm very sensitive to stuff like that. Sure. Like I was the kid when I came on to the University of Colorado. As soon as you walk, as soon as you walk into the locker room, they give you a stack of uh, gear, issued gear, University of Colorado Buffalo football gear, all sorts of cool stuff. Must backpacks. be one of the coolest feelings. Well, you would think, right? Uh-huh. To me, every, and everyone put it on. I didn't. I put it in my uh-huh. bag and walked to my dorm, and I was like, I just don't deserve to wear wow. this right now. I'm going to hold off until Shut I actually up. contribute to the team before wow. I wear any of this. I was one of the only kids. You would walk around, and kids would that wear it, sense. so they stuck out and would get girls, and I was in, I'd be like, embarrassed. I haven't, I haven't done anything. Yeah. So until I played, I didn't wear anything. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Wow, man, this is fascinating. I love this stuff. Well, I've got one question for you left. But I want to make sure everyone goes to at Brendan Schaub. At Brendan Schaub on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram. Good stuff, good content, pictures. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to videotape this next question. Um, <clears throat> but check them out. The Fighter and the Kid. Make sure to subscribe. Even if you're not a UFC fan, it's just fun and entertaining. We really don't talk about fighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so check it out. His uh, co-host, Brian, is a pretty funny dude. So 
Um, hopefully, I can have you come back on and talk more about this stuff because it's fascinating. It. Yeah, especially we live so close. Exactly. Even if you're in West Hollywood, it's pretty close. I yeah, work yeah. out down there. Yeah, or if you want to surf, I'm down. Are you a surfer? I mean, I haven't done it in a while, but I, I'm a two stripe white belt at surfing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not good. <laughs> I'll go hack around. Yeah, I'll go fall in the water. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell girls I surf. I have a legit surfboard. I look the part. Do you have a big? Is it a big like big board? It's gotta big be. Board. It's kind of embarrassing. Dude's like, Dude. oh sweet man, you paddleboard. I'm like, no man, it's my surfboard. He's like. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know. I need a big board so I can't get up. I know, man. You can't do anything. It's embarrassing. And then I, uh, when I first got here, I bought a boogie board. Bad luck, man. I guess boogie board for the pants. Like a little knee board thing? Like a little... Like, yeah. Like the little thing you're on. Like, basically like in 300, uh, lift your shield, bro. Like, it's just... It wasn't good, man. Wow. It wasn't good. I'll take that out. I yeah, don't care. I, I'm telling you, you don't want to be on that really thing. that bad? Yeah, girls were like, oh my God. Yeah, not a good look, man. Nice. Well, is uh, is there anything else we want to direct people, or is it all Twitter and Instagram in the main place? In the yeah, Twitter, the Instagram, Facebook, it's all the same. At okay. Brendan Schaub, the podcast is is the Fire and the Kid. iTunes, cool. SoundCloud, cool. can't miss us, cool. man. Awesome, man. What's cool. this next? The one? final question is what I ask all my guests. I'm worried about this. It's nothing big deal, but it's what is your definition of greatness? My definition of greatness is uh, having failures or getting knocked down and getting back up and being successful. That would be greatness. Yeah. Love it, man. Well, Brennan Schaub, check him out. Watch the next UFC fight whenever we know it is. I'll let Make you sure know, you, man. Uh, yeah, follow. I'll come on here before I fight. Yeah, be I'll awesome. let you know about training camp. And, um, I would love to come watch a, a workout sometime and just see you like do your thing. You got it, man. Or even you got just it. like work out on the side. When For you sure. Think, you know, you or whatever. It, yeah. <laughs> when I'm you said ready. you do some kickboxing? I do kickboxing, Where yeah. Uh, I do it at this like at a CrossFit gym actually. So it's like so a it's small more like class. A, it's like a cardio thing. But more? I want to get into it more where it's like one-on-one. For sure, man. Yeah. Let me know. I've got all I'll, the pads. I've got everything. Yeah, let me them. know. Yeah, yeah. So we'll work out together. We'll do some ass. stuff. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever done jiu-jitsu or anything? I've Grappling? never done any of that. All right. All right. So have you, you ever wrestled me. before or anything? Like sixth grade for like a month. <laughs> you guys were shooting my knees so like, easily. Forget this. You were shooting my knees so easily. No, we'll do something, man. For sure. we get Patrick involved. I'll put on a freaking headgear and just like... Whatever, let you spar me. Yeah. Just well, yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't think you want that. Yeah, yeah. Brother, we'll figure it out. You can just tap me. Yeah, just we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or we can all have pads and just like. That's true. I'll hold pads. pads. For you. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm down. Cool, man. Cool, man. Well, Brent, I appreciate it, brother. And, no problem, uh, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate and having we'll me talk on. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. there you have it guys i hope you enjoyed this entertaining episode with brendan uh definitely a lot of fun to hang out with and talk with so we'll try to get him back on here at some point uh maybe when his next book comes out or something uh, we'll bring him back on and, and dissect that but uh, i appreciate you guys for listening for subscribing make sure to go head over to the show notes over at lewishouse.com slash 82 and you can check out some fun videos we posted of brendan uh, I think there's a video we're going to post of him doing some ballet and some other highlights. He's got some really cool stuff, an engaging guy to watch on video. So go check those out. Make sure to follow him over on Instagram and on Twitter and Facebook. We'll have that all linked up at lewishouse.com slash 82 as well. And share this with your friends over on Facebook and Twitter. If you haven't uh, yet subscribed, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and get updates on all the future episodes. I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in today and for being an avid listener. And I'm excited to bring you some awesome guests here in the future. So thanks so much again, guys, for tuning in. And you know what time it is. 
it's time to go out there and do something good. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact, with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out. Yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.